Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of Z Action. The IBM Z platform has never been more exciting, with partners and developers leveraging the latest emerging technology to maximize clients' needs. Each month, we meet some of the world's most innovative companies as they share how they're expanding horizons and driving success with IBM Z. This is IBM Z in action right now, Z Action. I'm Lee Sullivan with the IBM Z ISV ecosystem team, and today we're welcoming Evolving Solutions Scott Root and Jim Fife. They're here to report on Evolving Solutions' experience installing one of the very first Z16 rack map machines and share their early impressions of this versatile new model. Joining them is Christina Malik, IBM's Ecosystem Solutions Marketing Manager for IBM Z and Linux One. Christina and crew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for, thanks for having us, Lee. It's good to be here. Appreciate Great. The opportunity. So, um, Earlier this year, IBM introduced a new form factor, the IBM Z and Linux One systems. We're giving customers a choice with the single frame models. And customers can now choice be choose between the standard single frame systems that they're, that they're very familiar with and installs into a standard IBM rack. Or now they can select a rack mountable Z16 or Linux One that can be installed into the customer's own industry standard 19 inch rack. This opens up a whole new world of opportunities for client data centers, especially those with have space considerations. So Jim and Scott, um, you were among the first to install the IBM Z16 rack model, rack model <clears throat> in your customer center at Evolving Solutions. You also participated in the early ship program where you're able to experience the new machine and kick the tires a bit and, and play and get real familiar with it before it hit the market. So let's use our time today to talk about your experiences, the reactions of your clients, and where you think um, you'll see opportunities for the rack mount system with um, existing customers and prospects moving forward. I've got a couple questions for you guys. Um, I guess I'll first, I'll, I'll start with the installation experience. Um, I've seen your video. Um, you guys took a very nice video of that, um, of your installation experience. Um, and you know, not, not many have had the ability to take a look like you have, um, but they hear about this little mainframe. Some call it a mini Z. We've heard about uh, being the bread box Z, a mainframe in Iraq. Um, it's not quite down to the size of a college dorm refrigerator, but I've heard that um, reference as well. But it's similar. Um, it has the configurations available are range from like a 10U to a 13U in size, so it is smaller. Um, and can you tell me about what your installation was like? Like, what was your first impression? What did you guys think when you took it out of the box? And how long did it take you to get it all together and have it loaded? Christina, this is Jim. I'll, I'll take the first one, right? So uh, first I want to lead with, there was real value in, in participating in the IBM ESP program. I mean, it really was worth the investment. Big Blue brings best of breed talent to, to, to the client location, and, and that was extremely beneficial. Now, when you look at the server, right? The server arrived in what is known as an IBM shipping group. And as we looked at this thing, and I've got pictures to prove it, right? It was it was an orange frame that was enclosed in plywood to protect it during shipping. And then for those that are familiar with the server, the mainframe in general, you know, gone are the days of that rather expensive and important Arbo crate. 
right? And, and another thing we saw was, ironically enough, when ours rolled into the warehouse, it had a blue bow on it. Perhaps that's unique to the ESP program. Now, you, you asked how long it took, you know, the approximate time. So I think we got to we got to kind of put some parameters around this. This is an this was an ESP install, and it was in April, if I recall. The install team, Big Blue, sent out some real top talent, both locally out of the Twin Cities. We got some good SSRs there, and from the lab, and they really took the time to compare what was going to be soon to be GA installation and implementation guides for accuracy. So that means it took longer, but it's expected to take longer in an ESP because they want to vet it, right? Our install started at 9 a.m. The actual physical installation, all the bolting up of components and the electrical interconnections and all that stuff, right? Included at 2.15 p.m., and then the HMA, which is the hardware management appliance, which is the functional replacement for the HMC, that bad boy powered up at 2.33 p.m. At that point, right, they turn it over to me, the customer, and we go have fun with it. And we go, we go pillage our TO2 that was on the floor for cards and stuff like that. Now, for our model, the AGZ model, what's unique is we had to provide our own power uh, supply units, right? We had to bring power to the unit. And this was a kind of an interesting walk because power, it's common knowledge in, in the data center for the distributed folks. Power either installs vertically in the frame or horizontally. You put it in vert vertically, right? Because it's it saves one use space. We did that. The other little nugget, right, from the SSRs that have been around the block a few times says, Jim, you never install down at the one U level, right? You always bring it up a notch so you got room to get a lift tool in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from a mainframe perspective, some of the power stuff may have seemed odd, but it really is common knowledge for those that are in colos and are used to working with the rack mounted technology. So that's some first impressions. I hope that helps. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I love that it came with a blue bow, so it got you guys all motivated. And, you know, I appreciate the time it took you to go through the the install with the ESP because you really went through the the instructions and and validated um, the guidance and the materials that were prepared, you know, to help get you up and running. So my gut feel is second time around, it'll go a whole lot faster for you. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, from an ESP perspective, for those that listen, if you ever have a chance to partner with Big Blue and get on an ESP, do it. Yeah, I know we've all got busy schedules, but it's well worth it. You get the best of breed education, and they're there to make you successful because they want it to be successful. So, anyways, back yeah. to you. No, that's great, and we're so thankful to have you as an ESP because I know you guys contributed and 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 brought back a lot of feedback to the development team, which which was incorporated. So it was all timely and 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 certainly valuable for all of us all the way around. So next question I'll throw out to you, Scott. Um, the rack mount system, it's attractive to existing customers for a variety of reasons. I've heard clients favoring the model as part of an expansion strategy to add new systems to manage growth or to attain a modernization goal or sustainability goals by reducing floor space, cutting energy costs, all while leveraging the new cap capabilities of the Z615 with the chip, um, with the telem chip and the AI inferencing, 
the quantum safe technologies, and the security and cyber resiliencies of the 16. How are your existing clients planning to leverage the rack mount system? Well, first off, you know, so I'm, I'm uh, you know, in the technical sales side here, selling these machines. And, you know, the one thing worth noticing, it, it did come with a bow. I, I think one of the use cases you're forgetting about, I think it would make a great gift to, to share with your family members or anything else. It, it's, a, it's a really uh, handy box, easy to work with. Um, but honestly, the, the uh, where you, where I'm, we're, we're, we're excited to see it is, you know, you, many small clients, they, uh, they have a lot of other systems, you know, network, you know, network equipment, uh, distributed systems, all that stuff, little, little storage devices. This just looks like another device can come in and, and fit into any data center. Um, that's already typically, you know, customer data centers, they have potentially empty racks sitting in there waiting for new equipment to come in. This will, this, New machine will slip right into any available rack, and and customers can can fit it into their data center environment. So so it's very good for, and, and even I, I would say some of these customers have a, almost a customized environment. They get their own color schemes, sometimes even branding on their racks. And um, this device can come in and and just plug into a rack and look like every other system that's in the customer's data center. Another area, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying, but, you know, it's a smaller footprint. You can get a lot of stuff, your your whole system, you can get into a, an entire rack. When you start thinking about storage and tape and network, you can get all that into a single rack, and that plays very well into a uh, a colo environment. You know, some, some customers don't have their own data centers anymore, and uh, floor space is precious. So getting your entire system put into one box um, can be very helpful for a client. Yeah, so you need to order a whole package of blue bows for holiday season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think my family's really going to appreciate that. Uh, and, and one other thing you just you just triggered me on is is you know you look at where AI is going right now. Um, you know, there's customers are you know have huge investments. You know, to to develop and 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 learn you know, how you know AI models is. Uh, is, is quite a, an adventure and and this uh this box you know the, the IBM mainframe with with the telem chip is a great inference machine you know once once these customers develop their models to to then run those models inferencing on a uh on on a new rack mounted uh, Z16 with the telem chip that that's I see huge potential there for clients in the future it it's just a great a great design yeah, I, I agree with you. Now you mentioned um, the the benefits of and the attractiveness of bringing it into a colo site with other technologies, and you even mentioned calling it a system in a box. And we've heard that quite a bit too. And it can become a single footprint with co-location of storage and other devices, like you said. Are you seeing um, opportunities where clients are really are are looking for? Um, sustainability savings, reduced footprint, lowering costs with cabling and cost center management where where this smaller footprint will be valuable. Christina, this is Jim. I'll take I'll take that one if that's all right. You know, when we look, we know that Big Blue announced a pair of traditional Z system mid-range servers, right? 
And they're going to run those classic operating systems like ZOS, ZBSC, or even TPM. Those guys are out there, right? And, and, and clearly we support Linux, but let's just focus on traditional, right? So as it relates to this current machine, the 3932 is the machine type. The models are the AO2 and the AGZ. We invested in the AGZ. The AO2 had prior RAF model offerings. And they, it, you know, Big Blue made an attempt to integrate some amount of technology. It, it was IBM-centric uh, technologies, typically virtual tape and storage. Um, but going forward, that they dropped that support. They said, look, if you want to, if you want to coexist, if you want to lower your cost by leveraging an existing rack infrastructure, right, and and take advantage of your own power supplies, et cetera. AGZ is the model that you're going to want to invest in. And, you know, you know, as I look at it, you know, when you install it within the rack, it safely coexists with whatever, whatever form of other form of life you want to throw at it distributed wise. It'll work just fine. You know, from a sustainability experience and just my uh, uh, opportunity to interact with the ESP, the dashboard capability that's tied to the latest level of the HMA is quite nice. If you want to know anything about power, like what's power consumption at the KEC level, what about total power infrastructure power consumption assigned by LPAR, all of those metrics are available. So if that's of interest to you, this box plays into it. So, so that's a perspective on some of the system in a box. And, its ability to integrate and lower management costs. I think the capabilities are there. And the AGZ is a good one, a good awesome. player in that space. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, we talked about the, the Z16 and our traditional um, Z clients, but we also have got Linux One. And Linux One ships with the same form factors. We've got our traditional single frame rack mount. Uh, I'm sorry, our traditional single frame that ships in its own rack. And then we have the rack mount, just like we've been talking about here. Um, and, and Linux one's attractive to different customer sets. You know, some of our existing customers, especially those that have x86 farms, um, but also to, um, startups and customers that are popping out of the woodwork that really have an eye for sustainability and cost savings. How are you positioning Linux one with startups who really want it all? They want performance. They want security. They want resiliency and scale, but they don't want to um, um, shy away from open source. They want to do things fast, and they and they they want to have access to the whole um, open source economy. How does that rack mount option of Linux One play play in this arena? Well, that that's that's been a very active area for us. I mean, that the startups are, you know, this is just another open source machine. Um, you know the Linux one is, and and startups, all a lot of startups, they're they're doing open source. They're 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 developing an open source. That's their secret sauce. They they've they've built, um, you know, they're they're the crown jewels on that, if you will. They're you know their their business logic, and and this this gives them, you know, it, they could they could initiate or put put their this system in for production to take on their open source workloads. Um, and, and with this, you know, this machine is already, it's already got huge security advantages over uh, other alternatives. It has obviously the AI potential, you know, you got onboard AI potential in these machines and, and just the scale and growth that this is capable of. 
it it can differentiate. Di- uh, startups are looking at this as really as a differentiator. How can they get their business started faster, stronger, more secure, and ready to take on you know what's coming their way with AI? So that that's that's one area where we're seeing um, you know some tremendous luck with with this machine. Then, um, go ahead, Jim. I I was just going to suggest as as a as you expand on that. Startups, they embrace open source, right, because of the price point on the software. But eventually, they're going to want to grow up a solution and stand it up on some real server capability. One of the challenges they have is, look, at Linux One has the S390X architecture under Intel. How do we know that the binaries that I've embraced are going to port? You know, IBM offers, you know, the Linux One community cloud that you can stand up a Linux One server, right, on Linux One Iron, right? running the S390 architecture to vet the binaries. So there's a resource that they can use to do that. And certainly, you know, Valving, we've got Linux one stood up, or we've got Linux stood up on our AGZ, right? And uh, we can we can support you in that space as well. So there's ways to do an initial vet of the binaries and say, hey, this thing is going to hunt, and then, you know, work with Scott to kind of pull the trigger and make an investment. So, you know, yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and and you know one of the, you just tricked me on one other, tripped me on one other thing. You know, you, you talk about the system in a box. You're kind of backing up a little bit here, but I mean, this literally is. You think of other other environments. There's multiple systems in a single box. In this particular rack scenario, you could put multiple racks or multiple Z systems in a single rack in a single frame. You know that kind of you know blows your mind when you when you're thinking about you know a Z having multiple Z systems in a single frame. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what this brings forward. Yeah, and I think with this with the rack option allowing clients to have their own, it it kind of takes away the stigma of the big black rack coming in. It allows them to just be copacetic and and keep their environment um, on the covers, like the look and feel. It's all the same. There's a sense of consistency, and that they can still pick and choose and um, really manage what's under the covers. And you know the the whole whole data center in a heterogeneous way. It, in, in some of these X86 environments, there's a stigma attached to Z, which I think we lose um, and make it a little more X86 friendly um, when we use the rack mount. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Well, geez, you guys, this has been a really a nice half hour. I guess we went a little longer than that, but I've really enjoyed your 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 insight and appreciate your sharing your experiences from the ESP through your installation. Um, I I know I mentioned earlier that I I saw um, the video that you guys put together, kind of recording that experience. So we'll be sure to share that with our our users. But I also wanted to just say, you know, thank you um, to you guys at, at Evolving. You're a platinum IBM business partner um, out in Handel, um, Minnesota, with your box and and in the in your customer center. And we've got ISVs and and clients listening in. And I'm sure that if they're in the neighborhood, you'd welcome in for for a little show and tell. We'd we'd love to have them. I know up and coming. I can post it on LinkedIn. We've got basically a technology session up in, in the Twin Cities area that'll follow, I, I believe, a golf outing. Uh, I'm not going to participate in the golf outing, but 
Summers are real short up in Minneapolis, and people tend to like to get out and join them, and I don't blame them. I understand. Yeah, we'll certainly post that. So until next time, I, I just want to say thank you. I'd love to have you guys back and talk again. And um, hopefully we can do that, you know, in this upcoming quarter. Hey, we would look forward to it. All right. Hey, thanks, you guys. Thank you, Lee. And I'll turn things back over to you, too. Yeah, great stuff, guys. Thanks for, for sharing your experience and your insights. Uh, before we close, as a reminder, be sure to join the ISV Ecosystem User Group on the IBM Z and Linux One community for more updates on how ISVs and partners are innovating the IBM Z platform, blogs, events, videos, discussions, and more. To learn more about the Z16, visit IBM on the web. To learn more about evolving solutions, please visit their website. And as uh, they mentioned, be sure to check out their video of their Z16 installation. It's, it's a lot of fun. You'll find links to all this in the episode notes. Until next time, thanks for joining us on Z Action. Be sure to subscribe for our next episode. Goodbye for now.